Rochelle Grant is from Rustenburg, which means Zoom is in order to get to know this wonderful lady because she's got a brand new song that we're going to get to know today called Sonnebloom. Um, Rochelle, how are you doing? I'm well. Thank you, Janine. <laughs> you can say I'm well, but you know when, when your son is sick, the, a mommy's heart is upstairs and you've got to speak to me. Is it okay? Yeah, it's fine, you know. Um, the people at the child welfare, they have COVID again and it's just... So we think it's COVID, but we, we don't know. We, we hope it's not. Oh, so, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, in that case, I'm very happy that we're on Zoom and that you're not coming to visit me today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let's introduce you yes, as a person. Let's, let's tell this country, okay? Rochelle Grant, if you had to introduce yourself personality-wise, what you do for a living, all of that kind of stuff, who are you? Firstly, I'm a mother. That's my, my biggest priority. Um. A follower of Christ, you know, I love God and I love to tell people about him. I love to share what he shares with me. I love to um, help people be whatever um, the Lord wants them to be. I want them to be more than what they think they can be. That is that is my heart. That is actually who I am. But um, yeah, I'm a photographer. I'm a music teacher. I'm a um, wife. <laughs> Pastor's and, um, wife. Worship leader. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. different. That's different yeah. from just being a wife, you know. Pastor's wives got extra baggage that they carry, not only their own. They've got to walk with everyone and be everything for everyone in the congregation. Have you guys been in ministry since the start? Was that something you decided before you got married or did that just happen? Oh, you know what? My, me and my husband, we went, we started to go to church. Together, when we were younger, we, we are like high school sweethearts. <laughs> and um, we started to serve the Lord together. We were in different churches together and we ministered there. But then um, we had the opportunity to buy a church here that was actually going to be a mosque. And um, we just decided, no, we're going to buy this church. And we moved there and we prayed about it. And the Lord told us. We have to go, we have to do this. And then it's like, I, I think it's been like eight years. We've been ministering there at the church. And on the ground, we have a children's home as well um, with 48 children there. Sure. So it's a big it's a big ministry and it, it actually takes a lot out of you. But you know what? I, I wouldn't choose it otherwise because it, it um, helps you to grow. It just gives you a heart for, for people and it, le- it teaches you um, what people go through that you that you actually wouldn't otherwise know, you know. Tell me what it's like to start a whole new congregation because obviously they wouldn't have wanted to sell it <laughs> if the previous congregation was flourishing. So you had basically had to start from scratch. Yes. Did you know people in the, yes. in the community and invite them? How do you start ch- a church from scratch? Well, you actually just follow what the Lord tells you to do um, because sometimes there comes 10 people. Sometimes you have 60 people in church. Sometimes there's 100 people. Um, but you just have to follow what, what God says. There's a reason God told us to be here. And sometimes, you know, it, it doesn't feel nice and to think, you oh, there's only like six people in the church and now you're worshiping. But, but you have to be obedient to what God, God is telling you to do. And I think God's, God is still building our church and God is still building our faith through this. 
Um, it's it's not easy, but I, as I say, I wouldn't I wouldn't choose it otherwise. I would still do this, and I would still um, do what God tells me to do. And I and I believe God is going to open the doors for our church. We are actually rebuilding the church. Like what happened, our church's roof yeah. uh, burnt because a lady's ground next to our house um, was burning, and then our church's roof burnt. <laughs> and then it was like a tent tent roof, like mainland's roof. And the Lord told my husband the the tent roof was only like for a, a season. It has to, we have to rebuild the church. So we, we are in, in this lockdown season. We've been rebuilding a church and we are still rebuilding and it, and we can, uh, we are actually enjoying it because we are dreaming and we are, we are just wanting to do what God's heart is for the church. And so it's still, it's, it is a, it is a big project. But we know God is with us. <laughs> and the children's home, I mean, that you don't just start a children's home. It's all official and there's no. stuff that has to get in place. And, I mean, it's not something you had yes. done before, is it? Uh-uh. No. You know what? My father-in-law that passed away last year, he has always been in the ministry for children. He was the chairman for, for many years. And even even Child Welfare in Rustenburg was, was on the brink of, like, a uh, big big disaster a few many years ago until my father-in-law stepped in and he, he he started to help them with their finances and help them work out things and um, his heart was always for children and that is how me and my husband also started to work with the children because of my father-in-law and my husband is such a example for me and for many people because the children they actually just need love and you know sometimes I I actually myself I get I get angry because of the children but then you know my husband he comes with his wiseness and he just explains you know what this child has been through this and he has been through that you have to understand and uh, you know it doesn't happen overnight to get into this ministry and it's not easy because there's many challenges that come our way and many people that actually don't understand the the ministry of this child wealthy, but um, I believe God is God is in this ministry, and God is like the provider for this children's home. He is we, he's just using us, and he, he can use anyone to to help these children. They actually need a lot of help and a lot of love, and they need God. They need to know God, and it's good that the children's home is next to the church, and so that they can. Um, meet God in, a, in another way, you know. I'm just thinking people can romanticize it a lot, I'm sure. You know, children's ministry, and you just see popcorn and fluff all around it. But it's actually, <laughs> no, especially no. when they've been through a lot, and sometimes people yes. react by pushing people away when they've been hurt. They want the love, but somehow they get yes. the attention by by being obnoxious and making life hard for people around them. And, and at the end yes. of the day, you get challenged in yourself, in your own character, in your dying to yourself to yes. keep on loving <laughs> when they make it so hard yes. for you to love them. Did you find yourself growing spiritually yeah, sure. and yeah, humble yourself a lot. a lot through this whole process? A lot. You know what? Before me and my husband, we, we were like married, I think, a year. Then the the children's home at the time that that it's not now it was just a house. They had to close it down, and there were ch- three children inside the house. 
And my husband said, we have to let these children live with us. I was like, I have never even had my own child. (laughs) I don't know know what to do. So I went and I went to pray. And you know what the Lord told me? We have to do this. I was so scared because I haven't even been a mother myself. But I knew I had to do that. And yes, it was challenging. They, They lived with us for three years. But... And every child is different. Every child has their own challenges and every child has their own beauty to them as well. It's like now that I have my own children, I wish I could have done things differently. But I know at that age when I had to be the um, house mother for the the children, I I actually really did my best. I tried my best. Um, uh, But now I have my own children. Now I I think I I wish I could could have done a bit more. But we can actually, I can't judge myself like that because it's it's fast. But I did, it was a lot of, it was challenging, but it was actually eye-opening and you get, you get wiser when, now that when there's house parents and there's children, I actually um, look at it in another way. I don't actually just take everything that someone tells me i i know there's two sides of a story <laughs> it sounds it sounds a bit but you know what the lord carries us through this and the lord teaches us and you know what the lord's heart is to to minister to these children and to help them and to be there for them there's many challenges for these children some some of them have have aggression many of them actually have aggression because you have been rejected by your parents, rejected by people, um, misused, and you know they actually only need love and they need healing. And you know the best place to get healing is from the Lord. So, no. <laughs> now I'm just thinking, even if you have normal kids in a normal home where nothing really big goes wrong, there's nothing like a child to expose the weaknesses in your character. I mean, I've got a friend who always says your children have got a front seat on your sin. They're in her, they're in your home. Yeah. They know when you're tired and you're not on the peak of character sitting on no throne whatsoever. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. the most humbling yeah. thing to, to have someone who, who sees you when you're at your weakest and then you still want their respect yes. when you need to give them some discipline yeah. and everything like that. I think parenthood <laughs> is the one place where you learn um, to submit yourself to the Lord very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Me and my husband, um, children actually also brings challenges to a marriage. You know? Yeah. With our, even with our own children, we had to go through things and find each other to know, okay, this is how it's working between you and me with this child. Now with the other children, we, we didn't have our own children. We were like um, actually caught off guard with some situations. But we, we quickly sorted it out to know that this is how it's work. When you say no, I say no. When you say yes, I <laughs> yes. say yes. It's not like you say no, I say yes. Because that, it just... Yeah, but yeah, it, it kills the authority. <laughs> yeah, but it's not <laughs> like you have a choice. And many times God puts you in circumstances where you don't have to, a choice. You either sink or you swim. <laughs> yeah, but God wants us to grow. God wants us to be stronger so that he can use us in other circumstances so that we can help in, in bigger, where there's bigger problems. So we have to start at the beginning so that we have to know what to do. 
um, at the end when there's a bigger situation. If you, if you didn't go through that, even if I didn't go through that, if I wasn't a house parent then or doing all these things in the ministry, I, I, I wouldn't have known how to handle the situation with the children's home now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm liking this thing that you're a photographer as well because you need to be able to see the beauty in life especially when you go through hard circumstances and you're suffering to be able to see the beauty of God and his creation and, and what he's doing in life. That is also a great privilege, isn't it? Yes. I, I really love photography. I've been doing it like I think for four years now and it's, I love to take photos of people and show them how beautiful they are. Some women don't, don't actually know how beautiful they are because we, we as women, we always judge ourselves and say we are too fat, we are too this, we are too that. We are not beautiful enough. But when I use my camera, I just love to take these photos and then afterwards just show them, you know what, look how beautiful you are. You are actually, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And um, you know what, they, I know when they look at it, they're like, wow, I can't believe that's me. And I, that, that is like also a part of, what I love to do. We love Romans one twenty, where God says that he created what he created specifically in a way that it's, it's, uh, it shows off who he is, his character and his invisible things. So that when you find yeah. the beauty in someone, when you, when you actively look for and not only see their beauty, but see what God has revealed about himself through this person, if that is something that you can convey with a photo, that must be something incredible. And, and I, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm like the best photographer, <laughs> but I actually really try to do that. I really try to um, let women, uh, specifically women, you know, I, I've, I've, come, I've come across so many women and then they are so beautiful. I just look at them and think, you're, you're so beautiful. And then they think they are ugly or they think they're not good enough. And, and it, it breaks my heart that, that we as women, we break ourselves down so yeah. much. We compare ourselves to other women. We compare ourselves. But um, each of us, we are unique and we have to embrace that. And we, we have to celebrate celebrate who we are and they have to celebrate that because God said we are fearful you are fearfully and wonderfully made and there's this one in Worklied Songs of Songs where God says um, I can only say in Afrikaans my beminder jy is so mooi daar is geen fout in jou nie there's nothing wrong with you you are so beautiful and we as women we have to embrace that mm. we have to celebrate that we find it really hard to believe. We, we do because we look in the mirror and we compare ourselves. We have to stop comparing. We just have to celebrate ourselves. I'm talking to myself here. No, but you I know what? Stop comparing. Yeah, but if you compare yourself to whatever is in a magazine or whatever, nah, I read once yeah. that Kate Moss, one of these international models was saying that she does not know one model not one who's happy with her appearance that the most beautiful people who we look up to and compare ourselves unfavorably they look at themselves and satan tells them the exact mm -hmm. same lie that he tells us and it works just as well on them as it works on us we can't win this mm -hmm. fight if we're going to believe satan over god 
Yes, and, and you know, let me tell you one thing. Uh, I'm a photographer, and I know how much editing also goes into a photo. So I actually can tell you I don't think they actually also look, the, 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 the ladies that are on the magazines and that, that you, you think that are like these, I'm sorry. Perfection. The, the celebrities. Yeah. Mm. You're thinking, yeah, they don't have cellulite. They, they don't have wrinkles. There's, there's just nothing wrong with them. Why do I have these wrinkles? Why do I have the sunspots? Why do I have these stretch marks? Blah, 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 blah. But you know what? It's normal. I think we, uh, it's normal. We are human. It's a body we have. Um, and they are actually, I can just say they Photoshop yeah. it out. Shut, <laughs> shut up and like yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get to your music, Sona Bloom. How long have you been writing music? Yeah. I've been writing since I was, since I could play three chords. <laughs> that was like when I was 14. I, I've, <laughs> you know, I, I just, when I got my guitar and I could play three chords, I just loved to sing and, and write. And even this, the smallest song it just came out of me. I just loved writing. Okay. Well, so, this yeah. song, Sona Bloom, now we're listening to the song and it's got a, such a lacquer beat and we're going to dance to it. But what's the message that you want us to get when we listen to this song of yours? You know what? The message is you have to make God your source. No one else. He has to be your source. I mean, he, he has to be the light. He, he is the light. So if you focus on him, he can fill you. He can, he can give you power. He can make you stronger. And um, even if you are in a difficult situation, even if you are um, like now, you know, my child is sick again and stuff. So you have to find your, your, your strength from God. It's like keeping your face at him and in his word all the time. And I, I find so many people struggling with things in their lives, with depression and struggling with um, self-hate and, and struggling with self-harm as well. And I, I believe that the answer to all these things is, is to keep your eyes focused on God and all these things will melt away. And in God's presence, there is healing. In God's presence, there is freedom. That is, that is what this song is all about, to keep your eyes on God. Okay, so we're going to listen to the song, but then maybe people want to contact you, get you to perform at whatever their um, event is that they're organizing. How do they get hold of you? I'm on Facebook. I am also on Instagram, but I'm mostly on Facebook. I'm busy there. So you can find all my contact details there. And I also have a website that you can find it on Facebook. And it is called? Rochelle Grant Facebook, yeah. <laughs> Rochelle Grant. That's what Google is for. Go find the lady, all of them there. But first, <laughs> let's listen to this one. It's called Sona Bloom.